0: Drama on One, Sundays at 8pm, rte.ie forward slash drama on one, drama on one. Just then his aunt and his wife came out of the ladies dressing room. His aunts were two small, plainly dressed old women. Aunt Julia was an inch or so the taller. Her hair drawn low over the tops of her ears was grey. And grey also with darker shadows was her large, flaccid face. Though she was stout in build and stood erect, her slow eyes and parted lips gave her the appearance of a woman who did not know where she was or where she was going. Aunt Kate was more vivacious. Her face, healthier than her sister's, was all puckers and creases like a shriveled red apple, and her hair, braided in the same old-fashioned way, had not lost its ripe nut colour. They both kissed Gabriel frankly. He was their favourite nephew, the son of their dead elder sister, Ellen, who had married T.J. Conroy of the Port and Docks. ''Greta tells me you're not going to take a cab back to Monkstown tonight, Gabriel,'' said Aunt Kate. ''No,'' said Gabriel, turning to his wife. ''We had quite enough of that last year, hadn't we? Don't you remember, Aunt Kate, what a cold Greta got out of it? Cab windows rattling all the way and the east wind blowing in after we passed Marian?'' Very jolly it was. Greta caught a dreadful cold. Aunt Kate frowned severely and nodded her head at every word. Quite right, Gabriel, quite right, she said. You can't be too careful. But as for Greta there, said Gabriel, she'd walk home in the snow if she were let. Mrs. Conroy laughed. Don't mind him, Aunt Kate, she said. He's really an awful bother. What with green shades for Tom's eyes at night and making him do the dumbbells and forcing Eva to eat the stir about. The poor child, and she simply hates the sight of it. Oh, but you'll never guess what he makes me wear now. She broke out into a peal of laughter and glanced at her husband, whose admiring and happy eyes had been wandering from her dress to her face and hair. The two aunts laughed heartily too, for Gabriel's solicitude was a standing joke with them. Galoshes, said Mrs. Conroy. That's the latest. Whenever it's wet underfoot, I must put on my galoshes. Tonight, even, he wanted me to put them on and I wouldn't. The next thing he'll buy me will be a diving suit. Gabriel laughed nervously and patted his tie reassuringly while Aunt Kate nearly doubled herself, so heartily did she enjoy the joke. The smile soon faded from Aunt Julia's face and her mirthless eyes were directed towards her nephew's face. After a pause, she asked, And what are galoshes? Gabriel. Galoshes, Julia, exclaimed her sister. Goodness me, don't you know what galoshes are? You wear them over your boots, Greta, isn't it? Yes, said Mrs. Conroy. Got to things. We both have a pair now. Gabriel says everyone wears them on the continent. Oh, on the continent, murmured Aunt Julia, nodding her head slowly. Gabriel knitted his brows and said as if he were slightly angered, It's nothing very wonderful, but Greta thinks it very funny because she says the word reminds her of Christy minstrels. But but tell me, Gabriel, said Aunt Kate with brisk tact. Of course, you've seen about the room. Greta was saying, oh, the room is all right, replied Gabriel. I've taken one in the Gresham. To be sure, said Aunt Kate, by far the best thing to do. And the children, Greta, you're not anxious about them? Oh, for one night, said Mrs. Conroy. Besides, Bessie will look after them. To be sure, said Aunt Kate again. "'What a comfort it is to have a girl like that, one you can depend on. "'There's that lily. "'I'm sure I don't know what has come over her lately. "'She's not the girl she was at all.' "'Gabriel was about to ask his aunt some question on this point, "'but she broke off suddenly to gaze after her sister, "'who had wandered down the stairs and was craning her neck over the banisters. "'Now I ask you,' she said almost testily, "'where is Julia going? "'Julia! Julia! Where are you going?' Julia, who had gone halfway down one flight, came back and announced blandly, Here's Freddy. At the same moment, a clapping of hands and a final flourish of the pianist, told that the waltz had ended. The drawing room door was opened from within and some couples came out. Aunt Kate drew Gabriel aside hurriedly and whispered into his ear, Slip down, Gabriel, like a good fellow and see if he's all right and don't let him up if he's screwed. I'm sure he's screwed. I'm sure he is. Gabriel went to the stairs and listened over the banisters. He could hear two persons talking in the pantry. Then he recognised Freddie Mallins' laugh. He went down the stairs noisily. It's such a relief, said Aunt Kate to Mrs. Conroy, that Gabriel is here. I always feel easier in my mind when he's here. Julia, there's Miss Daly and Miss Power will take some refreshment. Thanks for your beautiful waltz, Miss Daly. It made lovely time. A tall, wizen faced man with a stiff, grizzled moustache and swarthy skin who was passing out with his partner said, And may we have some refreshment too, Miss Morkan?" Julia, said Aunt Kate summarily, and here's Mr. Brown and Miss Furlong. Take them in, Julia, with Miss Daly and Miss Power. I'm the man for the ladies, said Mr. Brown, pursing his lips until his moustache bristled and smiling in all his wrinkles. You know, Miss Morkin, the reason they are so fond of me is... He did not finish his sentence, but seeing that Aunt Kate was out of earshot, at once led the three young ladies into the back room. The middle of the room was occupied by two square tables placed end to end, and on these Aunt Julia and the caretaker were straightening and smoothing a large cloth. On the sideboard were arrayed dishes and plates and glasses and bundles of knives and forks and spoons. The top of the closed square piano served also as a sideboard for viands and sweets. At a smaller sideboard in one corner, two young men were standing, drinking hop bitters. Mr. Brown led his charges thither and invited them all in jest to some lady's punch, hot, strong, and sweet. As they said, they never took anything strong. He opened three bottles of lemonade for them. Then he asked one of the young men to move aside, and taking hold of the decanter, filled out for himself a goodly measure of whiskey. The young men eyed him respectfully while he took a trial sip. "'God help me,' he said, smiling. "'It's the doctor's orders.' His wizened face broke into a broader smile, and the three young ladies laughed in musical echo to his pleasantry, swaying their bodies to and fro with nervous jerks of their shoulders. The boldest said, "'Oh, now, Mr. Brown, I'm sure the doctor never ordered anything of the kind.' Mr. Brown took another sip of his whiskey and said, with sidling mimicry, Well, you see, I'm like the famous Mrs Cassidy, who's reported to have said, Now, Mary Grimes, if I don't take it, make me take it, for I feel I want it. His hot face had leaned forward a little too confidentially, and he had assumed a very low Dublin accent, so that the young ladies with one instinct received his speech in silence. Miss Furlong, who was one of Mary Jane's pupils, asked Miss Daly what was the name of the pretty waltz she had played and Mr. Brown, seeing that he was ignored, turned promptly to the two young men who were more appreciative. A red-faced young woman, dressed in pansy, came into the room, excitedly clapping her hands and crying, Quadrilles! Quadrilles! Close on her heels came Aunt Kate, crying, Two gentlemen and three ladies, Mary Jane. Oh, here's Mr. Bergen and Mr. Kerrigan, said Mary Jane. Mr. Kerrigan, will you take Miss Power? Miss Furlong, may I get you a partner, Mr. Bergen? Oh, that'll just do now. Three ladies, Mary Jane, said Aunt Kate. The two young gentlemen asked the ladies if they might have the pleasure and Mary Jane turned to Miss Daly. Oh, Miss Daly, you're really awfully good. After playing for the last two dances, but really, we're so short of ladies tonight. I don't mind in the least, Miss Morkan. But I've a nice partner for you, Mr Bartell Darcy, the tenor. I'll get him to sing later on. All Dublin is raving about him. ''Lovely voice, lovely voice,'' said Aunt Kate. As the piano had twice begun the prelude to the first figure, Mary Jane led her recruits quickly from the room. They had hardly gone when Aunt Julia wandered slowly into the room, looking behind her at something. ''What is the matter, Julia?'' asked Aunt Kate anxiously. ''Who is it?'' Julia, who was carrying in a column of table napkins, turned to her sister and said simply, as if the question had surprised her, ''It's only Freddy, Kate,'' And Gabriel with him. Drama on One. Sundays at 8 pm. RTE.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on one.